When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pot It Together podcast. I'm Nicole, and I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Adam and Becky. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. It's been a while since I've heard that little jingle. I know. I know. It's going to be, it's going to be weird because for the audience, last week you heard our first episode, but this week you're hearing the second one, but the time between those two, it's been... A month? month. Yeah, a month. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy because... We took some time off. Yeah, we did. And the last time we recorded, we were all together. So this is like our first FaceTime in a month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Back in the closet Mm -hmm. for me, literally. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I have found that recording in my living room sounds basically the same as recording in my closet. So I'm going to do this yeah. instead. <laughs> You're like, why not just be comfortable on my couch? Cozy, of- cozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, fungus gnats have taken, they've taken over my house. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you Again, gonna- they're still here. I'm literally about to throw out my collection or just be like, I can't. No, I cannot. really? Yeah, I'm sitting here, and I just had, like, two on me. Like, why? For what? So I need to send you a little hydrogen peroxide gift, is what you're saying? Well, I have a bunch. I just, I've done the hydrogen peroxide thing twice, and it... I think it's time for nematodes. I really do. I think so, too. Honestly, it was, it it killed them very quickly. Throw those bad boys in that Millsville, and you're gonna difference i'm sure so explain to me how nematodes work so oh, you no. just those, sprinkle those them soil like... right yeah so they kind of send they send you a package that you need to keep refrigerated until you're ready to use them but it was almost like a powdery type substance but uh so you add it to like water and there's like a you know so much per gallon of water so basically you need to water all your plants thoroughly first and then you mix up the nematodes and then you just put a little bit in each pot and it's a parasitic worm mm-hmm. that will infiltrate the larva and eat them from the inside out. Gotcha. They go up their buttholes. Straws. They go up their butts. Yeah. It's the so gnats weird. Or the larva. The the parasitic nematodes will go through any orifice they can find first, but yeah, so it's mouth or <sighs> booty but uh they work so fast i'm not even kidding find a hole gotta fill it (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah and a lot and a lot of people are like you know that 
I still get comments on that video because that was one of my first videos where I did about nematodes and yeah. people yeah. were just like, but won't they, will they hurt humans? Won't they start crawling out of the pot? And they're like so microscopic that you wouldn't see them and no, they can't exist. Like if your pot fully dries through, the nematodes are going to die. So. Okay. I was getting beneficial nematodes. Wait, are they, is that what it's called? Beneficial nematodes? Yeah. Confused with like beneficial insects, like lacewings or ladybugs. Although I think it'd be pretty cool if you release some ladybugs in their nose bow. Like not even, not even dope. Or even in like your sunroom. Or a praying mantis. Like, wouldn't that be cool? Oh, yes. Oh. And it just lives in there. Yeah. You could give them a name. Like, why you not? know what? I I think I might have shared this before, but I have raised a grasshopper from a very, very small grasshopper to an adult grasshopper. Okay, I have no, done that never before. Heard this. Wait, I haven't shared Jimmy that with you. Cricket. Guys didn't know that? No. No. This what? Is a new, this is a new Becca Who are fact. you, Pinocchio? <laughs> okay, this is, and it's kind of weird because I feel like they would die in captivity, right? They don't. Yeah. Okay, so I I found like a little green... Well, because I, I really wanted like a pet, right? Like my parents said no rodents. Um, I think they also said no fish. I don't remember. But I would always try to catch bugs and raise them. So for a while I was catching roly polies um. and I would keep them in a shoebox under my bed like by the hundred. Okay. <laughs> oh and they would God. die within like a day. And that they were, yeah, my parents would just find boxes of dead bugs under my bed. Oh, my like, God. <laughs> I'm sure they thought I was going to be a serial killer. <laughs> well, you weren't decapitating cats or anything, so yeah, just yikes. Um, so yeah, then I moved on. I did a grasshopper. I caught it when it was like this tiny little green bug, little you know, in its like fresh state. I thought it was really cute, and I had a little, I don't know, like insect box for it, and I gave it water and a little bottle cap i fed it lettuce um i watched it like shed its skin and also one time it got out like it got out several times actually and i didn't know where it was it was just in my room and i ended up finding it and blah 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 and then i released it when it got to be like i don't know like full adult like dark grasshopper you were a what bug was, mama what was their name i don't remember Oh. Maybe I'll ask my mom and see if she even remembers that I did that. I don't know if I even named it. Maybe like Fred or something stupid like that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> the name Fred is not, you know, but, you know, <laughs> so, something that a little kid like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My first hamster, I named George and then I found out it was a girl. So I changed the name to Georgetta. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Georgetta. You know, that's uh, funny that you say that. Because classic. When I was younger, we always had pets, so we had cats and a dog, and we always named our pets before we found out, like, the gender, the sex. So I was like, when we, before we, my, my cat's name was Heidi, and he was a boy, and then <laughs> Dylan was a girl, but I feel like that's, like, a unisex name. Well, all names are unisex, I feel like, really, but... yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought it was funny. So, like, it was this constant thing of having to explain why our boy cat had a girl name. I'm doing air quotes because, you know. But, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. That's funny that you named them before you got them. Like, was that, like, something your parents were like, we're going to do this? Or you guys just couldn't wait? 
Well, because our pets, we always found our pets. Like, it was either, like, a friend of a friend of a friend had a litter and we just took one. But, you know, they were still so little. We just, when we took them, we scheduled a day to have them, like, have an appointment at the vet. And we just didn't know what their sex was until that appointment. But we named them because we're not just going to be like, here, kitty, kitty. You know, we got to give them a name. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And with cats, like, you can't tell. No. That's so funny. That is yeah. so funny to me that you can't tell with cats. I mean, I know. if they're not fixed and they're older, you can tell, I guess. I've seen some, like, feral cats, and I'm like, that's a boy. He's a boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> no um, doubt about that one. <laughs> if, you're, if you are planning on, like, releasing ladybugs or anything, just make sure you take your sticky traps out because... Oh, oh yeah, they like that. My sister made that mistake with her greenhouse. She put a bunch of ladybugs in there, but oh. forgot to take the sticky traps out, and it was just like a ladybug massacre. Oh, no. no. I know. Oh. oh, my gosh. That is really sad. Lesson learned. I know. You know what else is sad? Stealing a baby grasshopper from its parents and <laughs> keeping it in the cage. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It probably lived a terrible life. Like, I'm definitely romanticizing it, but my parents, like, obviously care about animals, and they said it was fine, so I was like, okay, like... No, you were you were treating that like a king. I was just giving you crap. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, he, he grew, and you know what? It grossed me out so much that he ate his skin after he shed it. You know, that really, oh. like, did it for me, like... I thought he was really cute until I saw him doing that one day, and I was like, oh, I can't. Wait, you guys, you guys don't eat scabs. Oh, Damn. I don't either. <laughs> Becca's like, are we really gonna go there? This fresh in a season. Uh, okay, I wouldn't like, not a mean way, but like, if you did that, I wouldn't be like mega shocked. But it would also, I mean, I, I would, but it wouldn't be like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure I've eaten scabs as a kid. Not in my adult life that I can remember, but I'm fairly certain. Like, you know, because like you'd like pick at it or like if it's on your hand, like you're biting it or like, I'm not going to like bring my knee up to my mouth and like start chewing <laughs> on a knee scab. <laughs> you know, but like if it's accessible, you're just kind of like, eh, okay. I mean, like, I've definitely like bitten a hangnail and like didn't spit it out. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I'll be honest with that one. Like, I've chewed on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and if you haven't, you're probably lying. You yeah, have. that's right. You're all that's a bunch really of funny. liars. All a bunch of liars. So, what have you guys been doing like the last couple of? uh months really since they've seen us it's been a couple months so, like what have you guys been up to yeah we have a significant catch-up to do here that, for, that first 10 minutes wasn't a catch-up guys okay. yeah. yeah that was the pre-catch-up that was a pre-game <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know i mean the highlight of my summer so far has definitely been our missouri trip for sure i mm -hmm. I think about it all the time. Like, I'm constantly scrolling through pictures. I don't know. I'm just that person. <laughs> and, like, we have so many pictures now together. I'm so excited. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think that that was definitely the highlight for me. But um, after we got back, 
we really started focusing on our kitchen in the new house. So we finally have like the kitchen's going to get started in like a week and a half. I'm a little anxious about it because I'm wondering if anybody's like remodeled the kitchen while living in their house. I mean, I'm sure people have, but mm-hmm. completely gutted a kitchen while living there. Like, what are we like? We're going to be ordering out and like using the microwave. Like, it's going to be just one heck of a good unhealthy two months, you know? Like, because yeah. we can't cook. But then I had this realization that I have an induction cooktop that I got from a very good friend of mine for my kitchen channel, for my cooking channel. And I'm like, wait, we can cook. We could cook stovetop. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. That is serving oh. more than one purpose, Adam. So thank you for sending that great Christmas gift to me. Anything to get force you to get this cooking channel off the ground. Oh, I can't man. wait. I'm so excited. I, I'm excited too. I'm excited. I think I'll start it shortly after the kitchen's finished and like start with just like a kitchen tour and then just figure out how I'm going to do it because we won't have an island. So like setting up cameras may just be a challenge at first. But um but yeah, it'll it'll be fun. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I feel like you just yeah. not that I'm going to dictate what you do, but I feel like if you went to IKEA and got one of those like rolling kitchen carts and yep. that could be like your island, you know. Yep. I thought about that. I definitely thought cuz I mean, our kitchen's big enough to easily push that somewhere else, like we're mm-hmm. not in use. And put so some yeah, I definitely it. thought about that. Plants. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I like it. Oh my gosh, guys. This whole time I didn't have my AirPods in. Oh, what a noob move. It's okay. I think I can cut it out. Hmm? Asshole. Sorry. You were good. <laughs> I've done it before and he figured it out. Yeah, it's so hard though. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... You talked about the highlight of your summer, but what what have you been up to since the trip? Because you just like had a whole life adjustment since we last saw each other, you know? Yeah, it's it's been kind of crazy. Well, it's more so like I have never unpacked this slow in like any move. Like we figured we moved six times in the past 10 years or so since we've been together. And I've just been slow because things aren't finished so like all my kitchen stuff is still in boxes and it's just been like this super slow process but not only that like I've been working non-stop a lot yeah Yeah, it's been and the weather's been really crappy so like most of my sessions happen outside like in forest preserves and like you know whatever on location and uh, it's rarely indoors. So with the weather being crappy, I've just kind of been pushing all these engagement sessions and family sessions out. And it, like my schedule's piling up to where I'm like two sessions a day and then I have three weddings a weekend and then I'm editing when I'm not shooting. It's been so, like I knew 2021 was gonna be a little crazy, but I didn't expect mm-hmm. it to be this crazy and this is definitely not me complaining i'm very happy that we're back to work um i would yeah. rather be non-stop busy than not at all for sure but that's yeah. just kind of like probably the reason i've been silent and like quiet because it's been it's been a little crazy you know 
Well, I was going to say that explains like why you're feeling. We were just talking before we started recording about how we're like in a YouTube rut sometimes, you know, like that would explain what's going yeah. on, Nicole. You didn't mention all of this. Like, yeah, yeah, for that sure. completely explains like why you've been maybe feeling less motivated to do stuff for YouTube because you've been doing so much for your your career. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, some days when I have like fancy sessions, I'm like, okay, now I have a free day. So like, I guess my rut is like when that happens, I'm like, okay, now I have some free time. Like I got the stuff I needed to edit done and I can record a video, but I don't want to. I just want to like sit here and do nothing, you know, or mm -hmm. like there's other things to unpack or like getting our space finished. And then Jay's been kind of just like in the studio trying to get his stuff off the ground too. So it's just a it's a busy time and I guess it's not like the best time to be super super busy when you move. It's never it's, you know, I feel like it's never a good time to move. Something's always yeah. gonna yeah. come up. But um it's just been really crazy. Like I think about twenty twenty and I'm like, Oh man, that would have been a great time to move because none of us were doing anything, you know? yeah but then not not necessarily because we needed a lot of work done and like contractors were pushed out no one was working yeah. so mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah but that's pretty much it it's been a little boring <laughs> hectic hectically boring, boring. Yeah. <laughs> hectically boring yeah super hectic wow wow well okay adam what about you yeah well Okay, so I don't think I told you guys this, but when I was leaving on the plane ride back, I had this, like, sweetest little, like, interaction slash three-hour convert. Mm -hmm. well, not really three-hour conversation with this little old lady next to me. Older lady, I shouldn't say. And I'm drawn to older people. Like, mm -hmm. I for my mm -hmm. job for a few years, I was, like, uh, a travel coordinator with a senior citizen travel group and it was like it brought me so much joy because <laughs> yeah. I have never really had that kind of figure in my life a grandparent figure mm -hmm. and so I don't know but when I was leaving Illinois I was in like just just really like bad headspace from for multiple things some of which were flying and don't love doing it especially alone and like I was just like leaving the town that I had moved from that had a lot of memories from like a different time in my life. And that was like hard to process too. Mm -hmm. So I get on the plane and I see a window seat next to this lady. And I was like, is anyone sitting there? And she goes, no, it's all for you. And uh, I sat down and she had her book next to me in the seat. And she goes, I'm going to keep this here and hoping that people will just pass by and not want to sit in the middle seat between <laughs> us. And I was like, okay, you're my person. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> But then on the airplane, I was like, I don't usually like making small talk. So I put my headphones in. I was editing a video. No big deal. And then my computer died. So I had to like shut that off. And she had asked me when I first got on the plane, she's like, so you're young and cute. Can you tell me how to put my phone on airplane mode? And I was like, yeah, you just do this. So I, we put her phone on airplane mode. And then when I took my headphones off, we kind of just made a bunch of small talk. But towards the end of our conversation, she looked at me and she goes, I have a question I want to ask you. She's like, you're about the same age as my son, and so I think you'll have good input. And she was like, if your mom had a tumor on her pancreas and pancreatic cancer runs in her family, would you want to know before she had it checked 
to see if it was cancerous or not, or would you rather find out afterwards? And I just Uh looked at her and I was like, is it you? Like, do you have the tumor on your pancreas? And Mm -hmm. she's like, yes. And I was like, you need to tell your son now. Like Mm -hmm. I said, my mom will do things like that where she'll wait until after she goes to a doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really bothers me because I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And the response is always, I just didn't want you to worry. And this is what the lady said to me. I said, can you tell me why you don't want to tell him? And she's like, I just don't want to worry him. And I was like, I told her, I was like, when people worry about you, that means that they care. Mm-hmm. And you're you're carrying this burden of this anxiety that you're feeling because she doesn't know what is happening. Like, she doesn't know if it's cancer or not. I was like, you're carrying this burden by yourself when you could carry it and your son could help you carry it. Right. And then I was like, let, and then, so then like right before we landed, I was like, let me ask you this. If your son had a tumor and he didn't tell you until after he went to the doctor and the whole thing was over, how mm-hmm. would you feel? And she looked at me and she goes, I'd be pissed. And I was like, I think you have your answer. Yeah. So, well, such good mm. advice. But have you guys had those experiences where like some random stranger comes into your life for like a few hours and it's just so impactful? But like mm-hmm. I I feel like an ass, but I don't remember her name. And I wish I would have got her phone number. She lives in Scottsdale. Like, wow. I don't know. Mm. I was like, I kind of just want to come hang out with you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I I really don't I I can't pinpoint a memory that I've had like an experience like that but I will say on our garden tour when we met that lady that Beckett exchanged numbers with that was a mm-hmm. pretty impactful conversation like we learned a lot about her in a matter of what 30 minutes yeah she, I mean she was the sweetest lady you know yeah so I don't, I don't know I think um I think you gave really good advice from a parent's perspective, it I understand why she would have that hesitancy, like to not say anything, especially if maybe her son's going through something in his life where he's worrying about other things or like, you know, whatever mm-hmm. his situation is in his life, maybe she feels like she'd be a burden. But like that is the best piece of advice you can give somebody because it's so true. When you have someone else carrying that worry with you it makes it so much less heavy for you keeping a secret like that is is so like detrimental to your own health you know yeah um and pancreatic cancer is just such it's just not a good one not that any of them are a good one to get but that's just not a good Mm -hmm. one to get yeah but it was a sweet interaction and then it made it made the flying like it made me less scared flying because after I was done editing the video then like her and I chatted for the long time so much so that like I wanted to try to see if I could see my house as we were landing because I we are in the path of the flight Mm -hmm. and like I I could I didn't even look out the window because her and I were in such a a deep conversation Mm -hmm. and like through even hitting the ground and like getting up to the gate which mm-hmm. is, you know, something I've never really experienced. Like, because mm-hmm. usually I'm just like a staring out the window constantly. Like, I have to see what's going on. But Steve took pictures of the plane from her backyard. Like, she was, oh he was like, God. there you are. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> Watching the flight path. That's yeah. so good. Oh, but he was a little late to the airport, so I was a little annoyed. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have been taking pictures and you should have just got your ass to the airport. <laughs> oh, God. 
Hey, but he picked you up from the airport, didn't he? Pretty yeah. sure uh, I Uber all the time. <laughs> but yeah, since then, I've been working on like editing some other projects that aren't my YouTube or the podcast, even though I did do a couple of those. But I've been working on some projects that I had promised others, some volunteer work and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I've been crazy editing. But then part of me is like, I just want to edit my own stuff. Like, yeah. My, mm-hmm. The Missouri Botanical Garden, which is the next video that I think I'm going to put out, mm-hmm. I just like I can't wait for that to be done because it was so frigging beautiful, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. It really was. And it our was first, so incredible. Our first vlog that I edited, it was just like I was smiling the whole time editing it because I'm just like, oh, this is just it was fun, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you guys both make me laugh so much. Like the <laughs> the part where Rebecca just yells, "Hold on." <laughs> Like I just oh, never in the not, truck. Yeah, I'll just never not laugh at that. Like that was just so funny. <laughs> Becky Calhoun's gonna give you a nice little ride. But yeah, oh so now my gosh. we have Disney. I'm I'm leaving for Disney in two days, so that's just been like been taking care of the plants to try to get make sure that everyone's situated before I leave for the week. Yeah, that is so exciting. So who watches Patches while you're gone? Oh my gosh. Uh-oh. So, Sorry, this is, no. <laughs> my heart breaks just thinking about her like being in a boarding facility because she's just like never not been around okay. or away from us. Uh, but I waited too long, me, the procrastinator, because <laughs> there is like a cat boarding place in Gilbert that actually has like bigger rooms and it's just Mm -hmm. solely for cats like that's not like pet boarding it's just for cats uh and they didn't have any reservations open so i boarded her in a place that's pretty far north that's for all pets or whatever Mm -hmm. and she's gonna be in like a two foot by three foot room Mm -hmm. and that breaks my heart they said they let them out for an hour each day in their whole cat area so they can run around yeah. individually. So she'll be by herself. And that we could pay like $10 for ex- 15 minutes of extra cuddle time. Like, um, why yeah. do they monetize that kind of stuff? Like, Yeah, like people are going to do it, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. You're thinking of it as this tiny space, but obviously, you you know this. Like, she's smaller. She's probably going to be totally fine in that room. But is it, like, just a plain room, or does she have, like, a little scratching post and, like, a little bed? I think there might be, like, an elevated shelf that she can, like, jump on. But, like, in that two-by-three room is also going to be her food dishes, her cat litter box, and, like, a shelf. So, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just makes me sad because, like, I don't know what pets think. And since this is the first time we've ever, like, not been around her for multiple days, like, I'm like, it breaks my heart thinking that she's gonna be like, well, they left me. But, like, I've been wearing this shirt for three days now and I'm gonna take this with her so she can just have my scent, which Aww. is weird. But no, that's good because they, they like that. Yeah. She'd probably snuggle up with it. Yeah. yeah. I was muted because my dogs were barking, but I just want to say to the microphone, <laughs> yes, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, she's – I thankfully, like, our other trips in the future, I'll make sure I'm planning and we'll get her in the place that's, like, better. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. It's still that's, – that's still fine. At least she gets that time to 
Yeah. Um, do you get to like call them and like check on her? Is there like any video that you can? Yeah, you can pay nine dollars extra a day for a internet connected video, so you could just like look at them anytime. Isn't that $9 ridiculous? A day. See the whole I like my, pet my eyes went thing. to the back of my head on that. Oh my gosh, we like I feel like you and I feel very. We we probably all feel the same on this, but like everything that you're experiencing with this is how I felt like a couple months ago when I was thinking about boarding our dogs. And of course I waited until it was too late and they would have been in a two by three box, except these are dogs. So it's like, yeah, "Ah." but, and then they let them out, uh, for like, I don't know, like an hour every five hours or something, but they're in this little box that's dirt. And I live in Missouri. Like, you have to actively work to not let grass grow in that area. Like, I don't know why that makes me so mad. But, like, they probably have to, like, spray weeds and, like, spray the grass to keep it from growing inside of this little section. I'm like, why isn't there grass for these dogs? Anyway. Yeah. It's these little things. And, like, you could pay extra for this and that. And there's, like, sweets. Um, Did you see one that had, like, sweets? Like, the full, like, the full thing. Yeah, because the two by three room was like twenty four dollars a day, but I could get like a cattery suite, which was just a mm-hmm. lot taller and had multiple levels yeah. for forty dollars a day. And you know, multiplied by ten days, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm not like trying to. I don't know. Listen, it's a business. But when you capitalize on people's emotions like that, like, obviously, it's like, why not make something all inclusive? Like, why can't everybody just have the same amount of space? Why can't you include video? People would pay extra if it was one flat rate. This is what it was. That's what it is. You know, like, it's like, and then like, it, it makes you feel like a specific plant person, like, almost like you don't care, like, oh, there's all these extras, but I can't afford them, so I'm a bad, not plant parent. I meant pet parent. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said plants. Run the tapes. Run <laughs> <laughs> the tapes. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! No, that's so true though, because it's like, know? and then how? As an employee at these places, okay, we're probably gonna have somebody who works at a dog kennel and be like, it's not like it's not as bad as you think, yeah. but this is just for our perception as like the pet owners not having any idea what this industry is like on the inside so just should say that as well but like Mm -hmm. when you are that person who's like going around to all the dogs whose owners like paid extra to get extra cuddles like you're looking at the dogs who didn't get you know what i mean like oh this person didn't pay for it so i'm not going to touch their dog i'm like what i don't (laughs) how can you make that call anyway i have to pee hold on you guys talk among yourselves oh i have to pee (laughs) okay well that was our boomer moment i'm gonna go podcast All of us having to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said it and I just had to be. Oh, so I did want to say, I did want to say that with my dog, when I had to board Cuddy, I felt less bad about it because the place uh, I yeah. boarded him was also the place that I took him to daycare. I don't know if there's a facility like that there, but Mm -hmm. during the weekdays, they let him be out with all of the dogs and dogs are social Mm -hmm. cats a little less so. 
But, like, I never felt guilty dropping yeah. him off there because he always had so much fun. Mm-hmm. But it was, like I said, never a facility where he was just put in a kennel and stayed there. Like, because during the weekends, yes, I think he was, Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. But every other day he was out with the rest of the dogs. Mm-hmm. And every time I brought him home from daycare, that I dropped him off before I went to work and picked him up after work. He literally slept <laughs> from when I got home through the night into the next day so like i know that like during the weekday in the kennel he was probably just snoozing yeah that's very true there there was a place that's very similar like that here but i couldn't get them to that point to where where they could roam around so what they had was the daycare dogs had access to the the grass and the non-daycare dogs had the dirt and i was like you like how could you do this um, so... No, it's just silly things. But no. yeah, I I've considered getting my dog set up with a daycare so they can socialize, because um, they're they're kind of like like Cooper's a mm-hmm. yeah. quarantine puppy, you know. Like it wasn't planned, but yeah, he was born last yeah. July, so he hasn't really met many dogs besides Leo, and he's scared of everything. You know how there's dogs that are like really reactive and like angry, and then there's dogs who are scared of everything. Cooper. Yeah, Cooper's scared of everything. <laughs> and Leo's yeah. more reactive and Cooper like will crouch at my feet, be like, What is that? <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's cute. How did they oh, do on the fourth of July? They did okay. Like they were barky for sure. Cause like they had never really heard this before. Cause in Tucson it wasn't really mm-hmm. a thing. Like, well, especially last year. Like it wasn't I think we've yeah. had Leo for two Fourth of July's now, maybe. Maybe there was, I don't remember. Anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. Leo was never like affected by it. This year he was a bit more barky because our neighbor was putting off like massive fireworks, which is cool because we could see them for free. Um, but Cooper completely on, yeah. like totally fine. Also during big storms and stuff, they're just like chilling, like on their backs, like yeah. sleeping. I'm like, okay, cool. This is good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So how? What about you, Becca? Oh how, how has your well, summer been so far? <laughs> While you guys were here, I don't know if I talked about this during the pod last season. I don't. It happened in May. I don't know if we were still recording at the end of May, but Daniel got like a serious head injury. So basically, the summer up until like this week, yeah. I've been taking care of him and like making sure he's been eating, making sure he's getting his water, whatever. Um, but he fainted and hit his head and it was just like really bad. And then, um, in the last week he's gotten a lot better Mm -hmm. and finally is like showing signs of normalcy again. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, his mood, just being able to look in the light. He was really light sensitive for a long time. So that was basically my life (laughs) for the last like two months, basically. (sighs) But yeah. It's funny that you bring that up because I was literally just thinking that. I was going to stop. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, wait, stop. Can we talk about Daniel? How is he doing? Yeah, he's finally <laughs> doing better, which is such a relief. Better. Yeah. And so, like, honestly, my summer hasn't been much. Like, I've been, that's where my focus has been. And just, like, trying to, like, continue working when I can, as much as I can without it, you know. So, that's basically been the summer. Like, it hasn't really been a hot girl summer or anything. Mm-hmm. It's been, like, caretaker girl summer. <laughs> 
um, you know, really practicing the in sickness yeah. and in health yeah. girl summer. So, yeah, but my garden has <laughs> developed so much since you guys mm. left, like since you guys last saw it. My zucchinis are getting so big. I'm like, oh, my God, I really should only have planted one of these because it has like eight flowers on it right now, like just one of them. <laughs> And it's already taking over half the bed. I'm like, oh, my God, this was a big mistake. Oh, my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. But, yeah, like, things are just growing (laughs) out there. It took me so long to finish, like, animal proofing it. But it's finally done being animal proofed. And I put some chicken wire at the bottom to keep out, like, the small rodent stuff. Uh, Put some wire around the top to keep the deer out. And obviously, like, the whole fence structure is for the deer, too. So... Mm-hmm. That was a really big stressor. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. Uh, oh my gosh, it. it was the it was a beautiful garden. You know, maybe this is why <laughs> growing up we always had zucchini brownies and zucchini bread and zucchini freaking everything because yes. they're just like producing the most. <laughs> yeah. I just posted in my stories earlier today about our garden bed. Whatever mm. these people that lived here before us had in there has literally taken over everything like we planted a tomato plant we planted a couple pepper plants we planted some like rosemary it's all covered by whatever the heck is in this bed and we still don't know what it is because there's no flowers on it yet i'm gonna guess it's like some type of squash or cucumber i don't know but it's just oh my gosh it's It's crazy like these plants it probably is a zucchini. Like, probably it's zucchini. just so crazy to see, like, the contrast between indoor plants and outdoor <laughs> plants. And especially, like, outdoor plants and then you have vegetables. Because mm-hmm. outdoor plants produce leaves maybe, like, more often than indoor plants. But it's not, like, that much more often. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it'll put out a new set of leaves, like, maybe, like, once a week or so. I don't know. From what I've noticed, like, they grow, but it's not, like massively Mm -hmm. fast and then you get vegetables they go from zero to a hundred in like 30 days a lot of them yeah it'd be cool to like yeah it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and with it raining so much like it it rained for like 10 days and it was really humid and hot while while it was raining if it wasn't raining it was like super cloudy but everything like doubled in size during that time so like I was afraid they wouldn't be getting enough light. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's not an issue. Like, it's, it was just crazy. So, it's interesting to, like, learn about their <laughs> life cycles and, like, what yeah. these, like, vegetables do. Because it's just, like, a whole other thing. And I find it, like, so freaky that they can, like, produce mm-hmm. a leaf like it's nothing. You know what I mean? It's, like, fast fashion. <laughs> it just happens mm-hmm. so fast. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah (laughs) that's true fast food fast fashion it is kind of crazy because you know we sit here with our house plants and we'll watch our you know monster our thai constellation put Mm -hmm. out this leaf and it takes months and it's just like is it coming is it coming and then our vegetable garden comes and goes in a couple of months you know it's crazy so yeah that's basically been my headspace and i don't have anything else to share besides that (laughs) honestly um, well, I have I have some things to ask about. Oh like my the gosh. copperhead snake that was on your property. Oh yeah. Okay, First let's talk of about all, that. like where was that located? <laughs> because Adam wants to know if he crossed paths with it. 
without knowing at we some were point. just like gallivanting yeah. all over your property like it was no big deal and then i get home and you post like yeah. oh look there's a snake in my yard and i was like oh my god yeah. that's a copperhead well, and that's like okay so terrifies me i was mowing as i do now i mow the lawn because <laughs> i'm a becky calhoun and yeah i was in the back like yeah close to the trail by the poo lagoon like not out in the field but like you know that like breezeway between like my okay. fenced yard and the poo lagoon where there's like that little wood bridge I was close to there. Um, I was close to there. And like yeah. that part of the property, I hadn't really um, mowed very much because I was kind of nervous to take it back there because I would need to have a lot of like, I would need to turn around quickly and whatever. It, I was just not super comfortable with the mower. Yeah. So the grass was getting kind of tall over there. And I decided one day I was just going to do it. So I went back there to do it and I saw... I saw it actually leave from my yard. It snaked through the fence and out back towards like the woods again. And, um, oh, just killed a fungus gnat. Sorry. Club and slide. Um, even better when they land on your arm because you can literally just like cup your arm and slide. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Or, you know, my shirt. That works too. Did you ever get the fungus knot guts out of that shirt? <laughs> Is it okay now? Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did. So. Yeah. Sorry about that. Anyway, Sorry it just like that. slithered out from <laughs> underneath the fence from my like backyard area and across, and I like stopped because I Ugh. almost ran it over, and the blades were going. So like I probably would have been. Yeah, I know. But like I've seen snakes a few times when I was doing stuff outside, but they were like garden snakes, like nothing bad. But that was a big one. And I felt like it was a bad snake. But at the same time, I didn't want to get anywhere near it. So even though I'm on a massive lawnmower. Anyway, I just took a photo of it for reference and then left. (laughs) But it did go back into the woods, into a part that like I do not go in, (laughs) especially right now. I can't even walk back there. So I feel like it wouldn't have been in a place where we were. You know, because they'll hang out in, like, the tall, brushy areas. And, like, I would never walk through that right now because, like, I couldn't. So. Yeah. You mean where we had a photo shoot? Oh. And we were all See, that? Okay, after I saw the snake, I was like, actually, that was a pretty big, like, snake (laughs) thing. Like, I'm sure snakes (laughs) live in that tall grass out there. I'm sure they do. And we were just, like, laying in it with our hair on the ground. Like, oh cute oh yeah we were hesitating though tickville (laughs) yeah tickville oh support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully preserve their wealth and provide for the people causes and communities they care about as one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient. 
dot com. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> not to plug my channel, but if you're wondering about the Pooh Lagoon and and all of that, like I, we all did vlogs of our trip, but I think in mine we talked about the Pooh Lagoon, which is yes. really funny. And Nicole got her first tick, which is also it. really funny. Yeah. But. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Oh, she was so mad. But uh yeah, how's the okay, peach tree? I currently Do you see got more three fruit peaches on it. On it oh, but yeah. I might lose them to bugs. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to lose them to bugs, but like okay, I know oh. now that I have a mature peach tree that mm. fruits, like big fruit, it doesn't seem like particularly healthy cuz it's not putting out a lot mm. of fruit and for a tree that size like it should be putting out more. So what we're going to do um maybe in like a couple weeks or maybe in the fall we're going to clear out all the trees over there besides the peach tree because we were actually going to clear all those trees because they're growing into the barn and we'd want Mm -hmm. the barn to be structurally sound so like unfortunately in my arizona mind i'm like why the would you ever cut down a tree it makes no sense but here the trees literally grow like weeds like we have like baby walnut trees (sighs) everywhere and like baby maple trees everywhere like it's going to be fine. <laughs> they will regrow. Um, that's been a hard thing to get through my head. Yeah. But but no, so we're going to take out all the trees besides that one and see if that lets it get a little more nutrients, possibly more light because it's definitely being choked out. Like it's not a tall, like peach trees, do, like they don't get very tall, you know, so it, it's definitely getting choked out. So, mm-hmm. but there are, I think there's three fruit on it right now. They're not ripe yet. I mean, yeah. I keep checking on them like every week to make sure that they haven't been eaten. They haven't been eaten, but I saw like a sticky sap on one of them. Like, I don't know what it is. And I, that doesn't look right, you know? Mm. Yeah. My grandparents. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I could like spray it with could... like a natural insecticide or something. To keep bugs off of them i don't know yeah i would love to eat them i'm trying to think i don't think seven is natural is it because i that's what i sprayed on my apple tree in illinois because mm. the japanese beetles would just like attack it okay i don't think so because i it was a toss-up between me getting yeah bonide eight bonide eight and then seven and i went with bonide the, yeah bonide eight, eight. eight. Mm-hmm. That's what I use for spider mites. Yeah, um, and neither one of them. I was because I was worried about it being safe, like for pets, because my dogs go back there, like, and if they brush up against it, um, and neither one of them were. So I've just mm-hmm. been like keeping an eye on them and making sure that they don't go over there. So I don't know if it's I don't know if it's like natural, but yeah, I don't know a lot about yeah. I don't either. I need like, to figure it out, though, because really there are some yeah. things eating my vegetables. Like, not like a lot yet, but I do notice, like, chunks, you know, bites, clearly bites out of the leaves. So I need to go out there and look um, and see what's eating yeah. it and, like, possibly spray it with something. I want to keep it as natural as possible, um, but at the same time, I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to have a harvest after I've done all this freaking work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe reach out to pam pam's pretty plants on youtube because she knows a lot about gardening like her garden is so beautiful 
she could probably give you some input yeah she is super knowledgeable her garden is beautiful like honestly she's been posting youtube videos about it for a while and i just never appreciated Mm -hmm. it because i'd lived in an apartment and it didn't really like feel super relevant to me but like obviously paying more attention to it now i'm like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. this is so cool so that was a great catch up friends (laughs) i hope everybody else enjoyed it but let's get into today's episode 50 minutes in i don't think it's going to be that long of a chat more so just like a what we use but we're going to be talking about our favorite plant accessories today Mm -hmm. which is fun because i feel like we definitely all use different things and i like listening to stuff like this or like watching youtube videos on people's favorite things because it i definitely always walk away with something that i'm like i have to get that you know Mm -hmm. so let's start do we want to each share our like top faves or do we want to go back and forth we can go back and forth that'll give time to consider okay cool okay well i'll start my number one favorite plant accessory as of lately has to be my soil scoop Mm. and i saw you using a soil scoop becca in a video a long time ago yeah it was probably when you got that repotting mat i want to say you were using it okay and I was like, okay, I have to get one of those. And I ordered some from Amazon. So just like over the past year-ish, I use it. And it's like, it sounds like something that you wouldn't necessarily need. And you probably don't. You can probably just use a cup and scoop out your soil with a cup. But this scoop is so like directional yes. and easy. Like, I didn't know I needed it until I had it. And then I was like, why was I struggling with this the whole time getting soil everywhere when I didn't have to plus I really like it for my lava stone because I with my soil plants I usually use um, lava stone to top off and that stuff gets everywhere and it's just nice to be able to like do it in cactus beds Mm -hmm. and stuff like that do you use one Adam? no I don't I'm going to send you one I have a spade that I use like from like a garden spade but it's not very directional you know yeah I'm going to send you one I have a few so I'll send you one oh that's so nice Nicole they're they're great yeah I do quite enjoy them they I it's one of those things I didn't think that I really needed and then I got one and I was like yep this is it yeah this is it this is it I use like I think I use like a red solo cup for the longest time Mm -hmm. but then like it starts breaking and then you have this like crunched up red solo cup in your soil bag and you're like soil's getting everywhere (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah speaking of upgrade one of my favorite items is the plant folio you guys know the plant folio it is my favorite thing that i own i think you use it a lot i use it i use it all the time i use it as okay so if you're not familiar what it is plant folio is a like wood frame uh like grid wire silicone plant repotting system station (laughs) okay (laughs) sorry eli if you just heard this and you're cringing (laughs) anyway it's just it's amazing (laughs) Eli's the owner we talk every once in a while probably every couple months we catch up um and it's just such a cool product he hand makes them from his home and um I don't know it's just a cool product that you can use for so many different things so typically what I use it for and like what I always get 
like questions about every time I show it I get like a ton of questions but it it can be placed over like a standard size sink and because it's like a metal like grid thing it's obviously like water can go through it um and then the wood has been sealed so the wood isn't going to warp or get nasty or anything um so basically what i do is i put it over my sink sometimes i will actually i water my plants in the sink all the time but sometimes i have dirty dishes in the sink or i don't want to like i don't know set a pot that's like sometimes you have really little pots and when I put them in the sink, they like get crunched or something. You know, if the leaves touch the bottom of the sink and I put a plant on top of it, they'll get crunched. Just these little things that you mm-hmm. don't think about as being inconveniences. But anyway, so you just lay it across the top of your sink and the grid part holds up the plants and you just set them on top and then you water. And if you have dirty dishes in the sink, you don't have to remove them. You just freaking water over them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's it. It is such a cool thing. Yeah, and it's it's the best. And there's like little silicone mats that you can put inside of it for when it comes to repotting and you can remove them and like move them around. Anyway, I love it. Yeah, the silicone part of it, like the first thing I noticed was how easy it was to clean because when I, I have one too. Mm -hmm. And when I use it, when I first used it, I was like, oh, like this this is going to be, it's going to be hard to kind of clean. And then I'm like, oh no, the silicone pieces lift out and they're silicone. So it's like rubbery. So you can bend them and you literally just rinse them off and it goes right into the mm-hmm. trash. Or like you can bring your soil outside and it not be like you carrying the whole heavy tray there. You're just carrying a silicone mm-hmm. mat. It's very, it's, it's very inventive. Like I was quite impressed with the plant. Filling. Yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. Just <laughs> yeah, it. just get it. You need Wait, it in your life. Do you both have discount codes for that or no? Uh, no. Uh, no. No. I believe oh, no. that I will. I didn't know if that was I thing. will have a discount code at some point. So, you know, I can update the show notes when that happens. If Yeah. I think that we both tried out Plantfolio around the same time, but it was just launching. Yeah. So it was like they were still making adjustments to it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So when I when I do get a discount code, I'll I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. I think it's ten percent off. Okay, Adam. What about you? Well, I would. I've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again. But uh, the mm-hmm. little spout that I have that goes a battery operated spout that goes on top of five gallon water buckets mm-hmm. is probably yes. the the. It's probably not meant for a plant accessory, but it's the number one thing I use all the time because I'm constantly making hydro solutions and Mm -hmm. such. So I always need to fill up gallon. So I take the five-gallon water and I fill up gallon buckets and mix my nutrients. But Mm -hmm. that thing has just been such a lifesaver. Like I can put a funnel in the bucket turn it on walk away for like you know a little bit come back when it's full shut it off the same thing Mm -hmm. if and well when i used to fill humidifiers i would do the same thing i would just put the thing with a funnel i would turn it on and let it fill up instead of having to like you know sit there and it's purified water so you don't have to clean your humidifiers out as often Mm -hmm. so i don't know that thing was like 19 dollars well spent Mm -hmm. for sure yeah i I saw you using it. I don't know if you put it on Instagram, I think. And it's, it is. That is genius. 
it's so much easier than like walking your humidifier over to the sink. But plus, it's because it's filtered. It's yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Another one that I use on that same note in mixing hydroponic solution is my Lipton iced tea gallon jug. Ooh, (laughs) that doesn't have tea in it anymore but i use it for my leka nutrient solution and i was i was mixing it the other day and i was like i think it might be time to switch out this this tea gallon because it's been through the ringer like it has like solution rings around the inside of it Mm. but when i was writing that down as a favorite plant accessory i wanted to actually ask you adam if you think it makes a difference to use plastic jugs with hydroponic solution as opposed to like glass because it's in, sitting in there for so long, I'm wondering if the plastic is breaking down. Or, um, yeah, I mean, it would be something to look on your plastic to see if it's like BPA free. I don't know if yeah. it's going to make that big of an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's funny you say that because as a child, I used to buy cereal based on what free toy was inside <laughs> of it. And as an adult, as an adult, I like look at the water jugs and be like, which one of these has a good handle? Because uh, yes. like that's what I <laughs> use yep. it for. So like I've I've bought like that pH water that's like supposed to be like so good for you pH eight point five or whatever because mm-hmm. the jug <laughs> was just like a good jug to have right yes. right um, but but yeah I had some algae issues in my nutrient solution and my mm-hmm. Super Thrive jug so I kind of I bought jugs that were opaque but they're not opaque enough mm-hmm. like I was hoping that they would just be like light blocking yeah. Because I think you're going to have issues with plastic, regardless, with algae possibly growing. Anything the sun can touch will grow some algae, Mm -hmm. you know? So I fill it up, and then I put it in, like, I have those, um, I have bins, like, fabric bin drawers, and I stick it in one of those. So it's literally... that's good. It's in darkness all the time, unless I'm using it. So I have a feeling that's maybe why... Hello, darkness, my old friend. (laughs) Um, I think that's probably why... I haven't had many issues because I've always kind of done that. Yeah. But that's a good point. That's a good point to get something more opaque or maybe something that's just fully labeled. I mean, or do or do what you do. I mean, putting it in the dark is yeah. the best thing. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. What about you, Becky? Number two. Let's see. Number two. Plant Velcro. Can I say that? Oh, plant braces? Yes. Yep. I've been doing a lot of plant bracing lately. If you saw one of my most recent plant tour videos, I was basically doing a makeover because uh, you guys remember that big philodendron in uh, the woman's house that we saw? Yes. Well, I now own it. Um, she contacted me, like, I don't know, a couple weeks after that, and she's like, hey, so are you ready? <laughs> because, <laughs> I want to get it the hell out of my house. <laughs> yeah, so basically she was saying, like, well, the plant was her son's, and her son is no longer with us, and so it's just a really big plant, and she just needed uh, she just needed to get rid of it to get it into a good home. So she offered it to me she just said hey make a donation to a charity that you care about and that'll be payment and so that's what i did and then it sat outside for a while because in the car it just like well it was in the back of the truck and it just did not handle the wind (laughs) very well yeah (laughs) the wind like really pushed it over because i had to drive on the highway 
So it just wasn't very happy with me. So I kind of just like left it outside to adjust. Plus it was like way too big to come into my house because it definitely Mm -hmm. would have touched another plant, which is like big no, no. As much as Mm -hmm. I think this woman takes care of the plant, I don't know what sort of pests might be on it. You know, I don't want to take any risks here. So I just left it outside and it rained a few times. I didn't know the pot didn't have drainage. So I don't know if the rot was already there or it got exacerbated with the situation. In any case, there was a lot of rot and the plant was not standing up yet um, because typically Mm -hmm. plants will stand up again eventually after they've been like thrown around by the wind, but it takes a bit. So anyway, it was pretty top heavy, too, though. Like the leaves are giant. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like even my gosh, gnats. Anyway, even sorry, I'm killing fungus gnats as I'm saying all of this. Okay, so point is, I had to use plant braces to have it stick up, stick up straight. So I wasn't laying on the ground. All the leaves were not on the ground. So I repotted it. Um, I got these like, like little, I don't even know what they would be like cedars. They weren't even cedars, just like little wood stakes from the garden center. Uh, little square mm-hmm. stakes with a pointy bottom. And I would never consider buying those for houseplants, but they're perfect. Like, way better than a moss pole, <laughs> if I yeah. might say so myself. And there's also, like, $5 for four of them, or five of them. I don't remember. So, anyway, lots lots cheaper, less effort. And I used macrame rope because I couldn't find my plant Velcro, but that worked out fine, too. But in a situation where you're wanting a plant to stand up, just use plant velcro because it's and actually adam showed me this um the the plant velcro because it's just like so much more gentle it's like a gentle plant tie because i don't know when you have a lot of bigger plants you need to contain them or else they will take over your house because that's what they do mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you have to tether them to things and it's just a really gentle way to do it without cutting into the stems so that's all yeah. and it's reusable and it's reusable yes Yes. Yeah, she's really nice. I'm pretty sure I purchased my plant velcro from Adam's Amazon store. <laughs> yeah, so me too. So if you're interested, head over there. Yeah. It's so it's so versatile too because like now with packing for this trip. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> that was a very scared face. Oh. I'm so sorry. You jumped so. Sorry. Daniel thought the dogs were outside so I heard the dogs barking and then I saw a man running and I got really scared I thought that I was about to I die I saw him yeah, run past you were, I saw you him run down the stairs very scared face <laughs> like honestly if Daniel isn't ruining the podcast is it really an episode of potted together like <laughs> and it's always while Adam is speaking that you do this shit and you don't even know but every single right right Adam it's always when you're talking he does some random yeah. shit and it like freaks me out <laughs> It's okay. Please continue. I was just going to say it's super versatile because (laughs) I use it to wrap cords, too. I mean, it's Velcro. So, like, you can buy cord specific cord wraps for, like, cables and stuff, but those are, like, $10 for, like, a pack of eight where you can just, like, cut your Velcro, your plant Velcro, and, like, wrap your cables, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've only ever bought one spool. Because I'm constantly reusing it for different plants. Yeah, same. I was about to say, I've only ever purchased it one time. 
probably two years ago. That's legitimately, that's what I use to like wrap my plants to my cabinet because I don't want to put supports in them. So it's just like, well, my, this cabinet, they're this shelf, you know, pole is already here. I'll just attach it to that. (laughs) Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would we consider like Super Thrive an accessory? That's not really an accessory, is it? Okay, and actually, no, I'm just going to cancel that. We're going to go to another one. Uh, A good pair of shears. Damn it, that was my next one. Mm -hmm. Well, Plant Velcro was going to be mine, so I guess we're all just stealing everybody's. (laughs) (laughs) We must be friends. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I bought, like, a really sharp, nice pair of smaller shears, you know, for, like, Mm -hmm. propagating Hoya and such. Not, like, big philodendron that have very thick trunks or whatever, stems, but... Honestly, like I just I use them all the time for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cutting the Velcro that I use, mm-hmm. cutting the plants. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely key because you're constantly trimming your plants and you're cutting off dead foliage, or you're ripping it off like I did this morning. <laughs> um, but Eli from Plantfolio actually sent me an amazing pair of shears. I don't know if he's mm. going to sell them or if he does sell them i have to look into that but they are heavy duty i unpacked them the other day because i haven't been using my plant folio because it's been like packed mm-hmm. in a box and i just finally unpacked it and i unpacked the shears and i was like feel how heavy these are and i passed them to jay and he's like these are like legit like you're a real <laughs> actual plant parent with these shears i was like i know Heck yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh my goodness but remember, ladies and gentlemen, to disinfect them between every cutting. Every single one. Well, like we I mean, do. I every don't disinfect plant? it. Like if I, if I take a Hoya vine and I cut it to multiples, I don't do. I don't disinfect between each cut. But between plants, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be completely honest and say that I try, <laughs> but I don't always. I'm in the same boat. I'm very, I'm very lazy. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but I do keep a bottle of alcohol nearby for when I'm not lazy and I try. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I have to think of a third one. I know. So, I'm like, oh, God, what can I say that I haven't said a million other times? Yeah, I don't know either. How do you look at Grow lights. We all have the same grow lights. They're great. Oh, yeah. So the grow lights are good. Do we all have the same ones? Yeah. Becca, you have the same ones we have? Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, they're in my greenhouse cabinet. The greenhouse cabinet is a great tool if you can get your hands on one. 10 out of yeah. 10 recommend. Although my Hoyas, I only have, I have three Hoyas in there right now. Two of them have done a lot. The other one still hasn't done anything. And I'm like, what's going on? What's wrong with you? Are you talking you? about your Ikea Mills bow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my Mills bow. But... Um, yeah. Those lights are probably the best money I've ever spent on a plant accessory. And I think I'm going to get another set this fall for the winter just for some extra light because the Ikea, what's the name of the shelf we use, Adam? Vizitsu? Vitsu? Yeah, it's, you know, it's hard to pronounce. But anyway, (laughs) it's from Ikea as well. It's got the glass shelves. A lot of people use it. But there's a lot of room. There's room under there for, like, two sets. Because you only have one set, right? Uh, I have two on each shelf. 
like yeah me too okay so i'm thinking of putting four yeah and i think that that would really benefit benefit them in the winter time yeah so but that's like the best Ooh, i thought about another one smart plugs Oh. oh, I don't. I need to do. I need to get on that game, like for real. I I just Although bought more. Although my mom's, my mom's pretty good with turning them on. Better than oh. I am. Yeah, she does not let you keep things on <laughs> in that house. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> but I, uh, I bought extra smart plugs because my. A couple of my grow lights weren't connected to one, only one set was. And I was like, okay, we're going to be on vacation. I need to make sure that my grow lights are on for 16 mm-hmm. hours. And so I bought more. And so you can set a timer on them. It's just like, it's just so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever look up Becca? Because remember we were talking about this before and you asked <laughs> yeah. if there was like a multiple socket? Yeah, like a, a power strip where you could control each individual plug yeah i didn't look into that and i you know still haven't looked into it but what (laughs) i do is like every night i'll just turn off the whole cabinet and you know i mean it's not the best i'd love for the fans to be going all the time but you know i haven't gotten to it yet Mm, yeah good reminder though (laughs) (laughs) work harder work smarter not harder like that's a that's a motto to live by so yeah i mean not not that I'm criticizing anything that you guys are doing that I'm doing or the listeners are doing, but it's just kind of nice to just be like set a timer and just don't even think about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Cause it's easy to forget about it. Right. Like it really is. Especially in my new house, we put them on at like, we leave them on at night because they're in the kitchen and it's bright in the kitchen. So it's, kind of too bright just to have them on all day with people sitting in there mm-hmm. so we turn them on at like five o'clock and then we'll turn them off at like 9 a.m ish they could probably oh. use a little bit more time but so they're on all night instead of during the day because the kitchen gets a good amount of light when it's not ridiculously cloudy like it is now mm-hmm. um during the day but that's going to change in the winter you know yeah yeah oh i didn't realize this you had them on at night that's pretty smart yeah. yeah, but only because we're not in there. Yeah. At night. I know that plants do have like a circadian rhythm, which is like times of rest and times of growth. Mm. And I wonder, not that I know, but if, if someone knows, like I wonder if that's like an issue. Like turning them on at night instead of having them on during the day. Yeah, it could very well be. Like, one could be better than the other for them, for sure. I'm not sure, though. I do know that my Hoya are blooming yeah. like crazy right now. Ooh. I have I have never had blooms like this on my Hoya. And the Finlaysonia, I love those ones. Because they're like, mm-hmm. it's, like a, it's like a circle of blooms. Yeah, so it's pretty now and they're not even opened yet. I'm so yeah. excited. And my Rebecca's blooming with mealybugs. I mean, go figure. She's like, she's going to do it all. She's can't keep it a all. good woman down. Nope, you can't. She's living her best life. She's doing her very best. Yeah. She's dirty and pretty, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for the most part, like all my plants are growing really well. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. My tie is putting out a new leaf right now, which is exciting because it hasn't done that since the leaf that it put out last October. So it's been almost a year. Mm. Damn. Can I say that? I mean, it's about to be August. So, well, it's only July 15th when we're recording this. But, hey, it's been like, I don't know, 11, no, not 11 months. What, like nine months? So, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be a biggie as well. So I'm stoked. Yeah. I'd like to see that plant do some work because like my elbow monstera is like always busy, but that one, it's just never, I don't know why it's so slow. I can't even Mm -hmm. say it's a variegated monstera thing because my elbow grows really fast. Yeah. You know, my tie, uh, doesn't put out. a drink. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't put out leaves very fast. I mean, it's put out some good leaves, and I'm mm-hmm. happy how it's grown. But like a lot of my other philodendrons, even though I know it's not a philodendron, but like as soon as a new leaf opens up, like you can see the next one there, ready to go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not not with my tie. Like it maybe puts out like a leaf once every like three to six months. Yeah. And like they're maybe they're just like really working. Like I don't really know because wait, wait, Thai constellation is like a genetically engineered plant, right? Is that yeah? So like I would think that it would move faster then because of that, right? But it yeah. doesn't. But the yeah. the albo is not genetically engineered and found in nature, correct? Yeah, it's a yeah. It's I think it's a mutation. Yeah. But the, like a naturally occurring mutation because I've seen them like yeah yeah but the Thai constellation is not it's just so weird yeah that's that is kind of strange yeah and I don't I don't know if my elbow is just a one off because I feel like variegated plants typically don't grow that fast for me yeah so maybe she's just a weirdo <laughs> I don't know maybe your tie maybe your tie heard that Costa Farms was releasing their ties into the stores and was like well shit I better show mm. up or she's gonna get rid of me <laughs> oh that's listen Adam don't promote that shit on our channel yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry that's no. something to talk about because I actually heard that Ty uh Costa Farms like I think that oh somebody posted this like basically Costa Farms is gonna do release them in slow batches like only a mm-hmm. little bit at a time but not because they don't have enough, but because they want to keep the hype and they don't want it to like saturate the market and have too you many available. Point? I you think they're selling yet? them for ninety nine dollars. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw I saw somebody said that their Kroger had them for ninety nine dollars, but they have also Tobacco. Oh, sorry. What? No, go ahead. Sorry, I was interrupting. Oh, no, it's okay. I was going to say, to my knowledge, they have, like, a lot. Like, I don't want to quantify it and have it wrong, but I'm thinking, like, well over thousands. Like, maybe, like, triple, like, quadruple digit. Not a million. I don't know what quadruple digit is. Because they've been working on this for years. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, What I was going to say is there was a very, within the last month that we've not been here, there's a very big plant group that some of the moderators decided to ban and stop all sales of uh, the Monstera mm-hmm. Obliqua, Obliqua because yeah. prices were going too low and they just didn't want to 
let let it drop. So they banned all sales on their page so the prices, the demand would increase. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this makes zero freaking sense because at the same time, most of us plant people are like, I wish prices weren't so high. And everyone's like, eh, it's supply and demand, which it is. But then you have people who are like, okay, prices are coming down. And they're like, well, we don't want that to happen. So we're going to stop the supply. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, quit it. Yeah. Monstera Oblica <clears throat> has always been freaking ridiculous. Like yeah. in yeah. my eyes, the price point for one, it's it's not even a cute plant, guys. Like, can we agree that it's kind of <laughs> yeah? I don't it think it's almost, very cute. It looks uh-huh. almost like the Edensonii. Uh, very hard to tell the difference. Put in a blender. It's an Adam Sonny that's seen some shit. <laughs> I mean, it just looks run the fuck down. Exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> like, she's holy, but not in a good way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't you know. know. That I, one, the, oh, I saw a big one in the San Diego Botanical Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I was like, oh, that's really cool. But it was also like, it's kind of ugly too. Like, I don't think I would want that. Just like, like Becca's Adansonii tree, beautiful. If that was like a tree of obliqua, I'd be like, that tree looks like some spirits come out of it at night and like haunt your dreams. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's just my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, I just don't. I've never, I've never liked the look of it. And then when, when the price point hit, I was like, okay, this is absolutely ridiculous. No, you know another plant that I think is like pretty overrated. That's like hella expensive. The variegated Adansonii. Yeah. I don't think it's that. Kind of cool. looks like an oblica. Yeah, I just. No. Yeah, I know. I tend to not think it's that cool. Like, hey, hey, hey. If I had the opportunity to buy one for like a good price, I might. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say I'll never own one, but at the same time, they. I mean, I'm never gonna buy one at the price point they're currently being sold at. I'll say that for sure. But like. Yeah. I just don't think it's that special. It looks kind of weird to me. Like. There's also, like, the variegated tetrasperma. Like, there's, like, a, a minty version of that one, which I think is amazing. I would, you know, if I had access to that, I would probably buy it. But I was just going to say, I kind of like that. Yeah, no, one. I like that I one. Like, it's pretty. It's cute. I feel like it's harder to come by as well. Yeah. But anyway, the the variegated ad in Sony, I, I just see, like, way too many people reporting that it just started putting out all white leaves and it just died, you know? So I don't know. It just seems super unstable, and like I don't think it's very cute. This would be an episode in itself, like just talking, bashing on plants that people are obsessed with. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how we got on this topic, but the variegated Adansonii. So within they have those big sectoral variegations. It just looks like a bird shit on a regular Mm -hmm. (laughs) Adansonii. Like a seagull just like flew over and was like, yeah, like not cute. Actually, wait, listen to this. I was thinking of pranking people, but I think it would go badly and it would make me look bad. But wouldn't it be so funny? Because, like, a bird actually did shit on my Monstera Deliciosa. Yeah, it did. So I was thinking about taking photos of it and being like, rare. You should. Just be like, sport variegation on my green Monstera. You gotta do it before this episode comes I'll out. Cut it to the hi- I'll cut it and send it to the highest bidder. Like, do you... Like, what if I posted that? Do you think people would know I was kidding? Or do you think they'd... Like, I don't want to be canceled. Like your, old, like, like, your, like your old Becca posts? That shit had people spooked. 
Oh my god. I showed that to Jay and he was like you could tell like he was looking at it like he didn't want to be mean. But he was like I did the same thing though. I was scrolling through my feed and I was like, Oh, that's not a flattering picture. (laughs) And then I and then I was like staring at it and I was like, Oh, Listen, that was the best way to get engagement. I didn't even think about it when I posted. Like, I was laughing so hard. I thought it was so funny. I was like, what if I just posted this out of context? Like, didn't even mention the fact that there's an old filter on it. So I did. Oh, like, my gosh. I did. Um, and, like, a bunch of people were like, are you going to acknowledge this? Like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Like, people were, like, scared. Um, and, like, a bunch of people thought it, like, was my mom. I'm like, oh, I wish my mom and I looked that That's much alike, cute. but no. Anyway, <laughs> I still haven't acknowledged it. <laughs> I just never said anything. I just posted it. Okay, uh-huh. but that that picture got, like, quadruple the engagement that I normally get. And I, like, got a lot of followers. So, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post an old picture of myself that seems to be getting off the podcast. No, I saw that and I instantly I read the caption and I was like, "This is fucking genius and hilarious." I know. <laughs> and Daniel's good. a lucky man. Daniel, lucky man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. You're gonna age well because like there was like a moment where I was like, "This looks like Becca," but then it didn't look like Becca. Mm-hmm. It just looks like wrinkly Becca. Yeah. I hope that's what I look like because she looks very comforting, and I'd love to like give her a hug. Yeah. She seems like she goes by like Nana. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I'm going to go to my Nana's house. Oh, it's so cute. I mean, and she definitely <laughs> seems like she bakes like fresh apple pies, which you already do. So that, like, that is me. Yeah. I do be baking apple pies. <laughs> All right, guys, we gotta shut this shit down. Yeah. Thank you so much <laughs> for tuning in this week for another episode of Potted Together. If you're not already, be sure to follow us over on the Instagrams at Potted Together, and. YouTube, YouTube, which (laughs) we put out Plant Pictionary 2. If you haven't seen that yet, it was really fun. We played it while we were together. Some of us draw better than others. (laughs) Listen, Nicole. (laughs) Art class wasn't my thing in school. Did you see? Um, Did Steve tag you into story post where he like took like a Target (laughs) ad? Oh my God, he did. He asked me, he's like, do you think she'd get mad if I post this? I was like, no, she would love that. That was hilarious. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to have to... Wait, did I repost it? I thought I reposted it on Potted Together. I don't know if I did. If I didn't, it'll be up there this week. It was yeah. freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we're going to have to do a Pictionary 3. Steve, if you're listening, I think it's time to start working on that, friend. Okay, so let's get that. let's knock that out and get that over to us. Steve, yeah, I have killed that over on Instagram. He's a good friend of ours, and he's the one that creates these plant dictionary games. We don't do it ourselves. No. Yeah. Um, and they're great. We just, we just play the game, but they're great, and he's great. Mm-hmm. So little shout out to Steve. But yeah, so go watch that if you haven't already, because it is very funny. And follow us all individually on Instagram at Day love plants at Matt Dude at my cleaning. I can't remember our I was like, names. Did you forget for a second? I did. And she, then also, she always wants to call you at, at Becca De La Plants, and not, always do. forgets that it's just De La Plants. Oh yes. 
But on YouTube, our YouTube channels, go follow Becca De La Plains on YouTube. Yes. Right? My Clean mm-hmm. Leaves YouTube. And, and Not Dude. Dude and Waypoint Travelers. Yes. Waypoint Explorers. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. <laughs> I've done it. Waypoint, Waypoint Explorers. underscore Explorers. Okay, as I said that, I was like, it'd yeah. be embarrassing if I said the wrong name. And then I did. <laughs> No, that's okay. <laughs> like, what if it was like Wayward it's Explorers and I said Waypoint? Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm just excited to see your videos. You should have one up by now, right? By the time they see this? Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe. I'm hoping. Okay. My Disney yeah. trip. Yeah, but the Instagram also is where I'm going to be posting like stories about Disney. So I'm not probably going to do that on my plant one. Yes. Cool. Cool. And then, and then, yeah, you know, just all all the social medias, you know, just follow us, send us some feedback, leave us a review on whatever podcast player you're listening on, because it helps us get into the right people people's ears. And I just still can't believe that we're in season three. I still yeah. can't believe it. It's very exciting. It's three really exciting. freaking seasons. Yeah, it's a, it is very exciting. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.